Hello. Oh, yeah, dropping loads. <laughs> oh, that's why you wanted me to restart the recording. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Hey, so... So what's up with your car, man? Probably transmission. Oh, no. Yeah. Like, like whole thing? Like, probably. I, I mean, maybe they can fix it. I don't know, but it's probably going to cost me around two grand. Ugh. Ugh. I'll learn. I'll know either tomorrow or Wednesday. Huh. Don't need no transmission. What? Just hardwire that engine right to the <laughs> wheels. <laughs> yeah, I'm still not in the position where I think I want to get a new car, you mm-hmm. know, or a, a reasonably expensive used car. Right. It just feels like um, I'd rather pay two grand, hold off a, a year. Yeah, the thing is, you gotta. <clears throat> It sounds like, you know, you're probably getting to the point where, like, okay, two grand this month, then how long before the next, you know, big Yeah, well, if it, if it, I mean, it was about two grand last year, right, to be to the major fixes, mm-hmm. about two grand this year, that's kind of about what I expect to pay for, on a car every right. year. So, that to me is, is okay. It's, it's right. not. Right, as long as you don't. Start having that. Yeah, every other as month. long as it's not a monthly thing. Yeah, what, what, if another thing breaks down in another couple of months, it is like all right. Well, be nice if you could see the future and not spend this two grand if you knew that was coming. Mm-hmm. Well, my mechanic will tell me if he if he thinks it yeah. doesn't look good. <coughs> so, did you get a nice sexy rental? Yeah, well, Maserati or something. Uh, I mean, my. Uh, my company is a member of the Emerald Club, which means I'm a member of the Emerald Club. So it's uh, Mr. Wise. So you know, get discounted rentals and get you know automatic upgrades to mm-hmm. intermediate class vehicles. I have a it's a Toyota something or other. Um, but uh, it makes a real impression. <laughs> <laughs> it, it's nice to have because um, I mean, it's like at least a hundred dollars off of what I would pay normally. Mm-hmm. Sure. So it, it's nice to have that. Uh, so, next week I'm go, I'll be in Tucson. Okay. Monday I land in Tucson around twelve forty-five. I twelve thirty. I rented a car on my own money because uh, the because it's it's for our summit and they're mm. not, so they're not going to pay for us to get cars. But I rented a car because I want to be able to run around Tucson. Uh, but that first day, what I think I'm going to do is I'm going to drive down to Mexico. It's an hour down. Okay. It's an hour south, and then you just park and walk, you know, through the border, and there's a town right there. And get kidnapped. <laughs> I don't think that will happen <laughs> during the day on a Monday on a border town right next to the border. Mm-hmm. It's possible, I suppose. Right. But uh, I don't think they're looking for you know. I'll be getting patched together newspaper ransom notes. Yeah. <laughs> you want Greg Weiss, host of Craft Beer Radio, I, back? I don't think they necessarily want some you know big fat. White guy <laughs> in his forties or near his forties <laughs> as a ransom thing. So I think I'm okay. Unless they're unless they take fat cat literally, right? Yeah. <laughs> like, oh, that's maybe what they mean by fat cat. <laughs> <laughs> I plan to just buy some souvenirs and take a look around, but it's, uh-huh. it's right there, right? I mean, why not? Right. Get all your prescriptions filled for the year for like ten bucks. Right. That's yeah. Um, I'm sure I can use a. Uh, U.S. dollars. I would think so. Yeah. There's no, there should be no reason to convert to pesos or things like that. 
Yeah, I, I don't know. I never really considered it. You know, now that you said it, like that'd be that'd be a cool way to spend a day. It's not like every day you can drive across. Yeah. Oh, international border. I don't think I'd be driving across the border. I'd be, oh. I'd be parking it. Yeah, walking right. across the border. But right, same deal. Make sure you have your passport, <laughs> just in case. <laughs> My passport has been renewed. I have a. You saw it, right? Last time it was here. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That's right. Yeah, you did show it to me. That's right. Fresh passport, fresh off the presses. Yeah, mine's probably expired by now. I got it when I went to India. Mm-hmm. That's probably been about ten years now. So I'd have to renew that. I think I'll. So Heather got a passport at the same time I got mine. Probably doesn't have a stamp in it. <laughs> it's a good thing to have, regardless of of whether you're going to use it or not. Mm-hmm. It's just a good thing to have. It's. A, I mean, it, it works for. Uh, it's not just for. Um, crossing borders though it's good for that i mean for for establishing your identity mm-hmm. having a passport you know if you never need to sign up you know when i did my um my, my last couple w-2s i used you know my passport as a verification i see yeah i mean it's fine id except you know it's locked away in a cabinet most of the time mm-hmm. <laughs> so you have to find it and yeah well you don't get <laughs> yeah. your job every every day yeah. so <laughs> right uh, let's see. Lots of interesting stuff. So the, Tay, we can talk about Tay. We can talk about Tay. The the news. It's it's cool that we had a day because um, it, I, Saturday I was driving up here and my check engine light came on. So I, and uh, I'm not gonna drive up to Cranberry mm-hmm. with a check engine light. I have to drive back and possibly fail. So I drove back home, and we rescheduled for Monday. Mm-hmm. Uh, U.S. says it has unlocked phone without help from Apple. Yes, they said that. I just saw that on mm-hmm. this it afternoon. It just happened, yeah. No details. No details. Odds are they got some kind of zero-day exploit or something. Um, there's also, you know, the conspiracy, not a conspiracy, but people are, you know, like, they had the stay, you know, like the day of the hearing or the night before mm-hmm. the hearing. And so some people are considering the idea that since... Apple fought it so hard and, you know, public opinion wasn't necessarily in the direction and they didn't want the reverse precedent set. They might have just like backed out of this whole thing, you know, and and maybe uh, may or may not have actually unlocked the phone, but just go on to the story to end because they didn't want to get that re- wrong precedent set where they couldn't. Well, okay, company if, to write code. If, if that's the case, you'd be able to tell in 15 years of the Freedom of Information Act. Yeah. Think so we'll know if that's yeah. for sure, but I doubt that's the case. It's probably. I think it's more likely they got the zero, got a zero day. Yeah, Apple's probably like trying to figure out what the zero day is mm-hmm. ASAP. So they're probably combing their authentication and uh, unlock stuff with a fine tooth comb right now. Yeah, it'd be cool. That's. I mean, I don't know when that information is going to come out. Probably not in fifteen, not for fifteen years. But I would love to see where. The zero, if it came from the NSA, mm-hmm. came from a foreign place, bought off a hacker's marketplace. You there, know, there was something. There was some mention about uh, a, a a company in Israel that was helping. Okay, with it. So I, um, I haven't been able to see any interesting news, but I, I do think it's interesting that uh, I'm going to assume for the for the sake of of this argument that they're, what they're saying is true, and they found a way to break through. Uh, Apple's thing because I because I, I don't have any reason to doubt that really. 
It's not. Yeah. It's not like I think that Apple is <laughs> that Apple is is absolutely secure and there's no way around it. Mm-hmm. So, um, so assuming that's the case, it it, it just is an interesting kind of uh, announcement to make. Saying, "Yep, we cracked the phone, everybody." It is, and that's. I see. I'm trying not to sound like a conspiracy theorist, but just considering that thing where they just wanted to quietly back out of yeah. this thing because it wasn't going their way, you know, they just closed the door with that announcement. You know, uh-huh. where why else would they announce it that they cracked the phone? I I I think it's a if, if I think it's uh it's part of a communications effort to to would be to to people who are trying to protect their information that we will get to it you know even if you put all this uh security on your stuff we will get to it it's, it's kind of a it's just it's a little psychological thing more than anything else it's it's there to now this was a 5C that didn't have the secure enclave, right? And it wasn't running iOS 8. I don't think 5C has secure enclave. Yeah, I I, I don't so know. So the right. technique to hack it very well could not be doable in the same technique to a new modern iPhone. I mean the way the secure enclave stuff works is the you can't get the private key, mm-hmm. the symmetric key out of the chip. You just can't get it out of the chip. You you send things in and it gives you the the result of it, you know. And as far as I unless know, there's some way to spoof that and, and get it out of the chip somehow, well, uh, I mean, other than deconstructing the chip, you know, and, and actually reading the data that's stored in it, you know, like which which may, there may be a way to do that. Yeah. Who knows? Uh, the, the point is, though, I, th- I think that this is Justice Department basically saying, uh, "Look out!" They're not they're they're not saying they're not celebrating. We did it. They're saying that they're saying to everybody, "We can do this, uh, and we can do this in the future." Just so you guys know. Uh, I think that's that was the point. Maybe because the they're all about uh, they're they're of a uh, two different uh, two different things when they're talking about like security technology, right? They they want everyone to think that they have infinite power and can mm-hmm. get into anything, but then they also continuously complain that there's a going dark problem and they can't get into stuff anymore. Right. They want both sides, you know. Exactly. <laughs> yeah, because the, both sides would uh, would benefit them the most. So of course they want both sides. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you're right. It just it's like people are paying attention. Like what? You yeah. Know, complain about going dark. And then you know Feinstein's going to be um, Feinstein's going to be introducing a bill, some kind of anti cryptography backdoor type bill, which is probably going to be like disastrous for implementation of good cryptography mm-hmm. and um i don't know I'm, I'm really interested to see what comes of that because that seems like diane feinstein she's really pro-intelligence community um hasn't the the, the article i read was kind of like and hasn't been paying much attention to the actual yeah. technical arguments of it it's just the just make it happen argument i did see something about it was it was John Oliver, right? Where where Lindsey Graham, you know, was originally, oh, yeah. yeah. He was like, just just get it from Apple, and then after he finally, you know, got briefed on the technical, I was like, eh, you know, maybe it's not a great idea for Apple to make this, right? Uh, 
it, it's it's good to know that um, there are people on even both someone sides like of the Lindsey aisle. Graham. Yeah, oh, I, I think Lindsey Graham's a smart guy. I mean, he, I don't, I disagree he's, with a lot of things, but I, I don't think he's uh, he's been. He said some crazy, ignorant, partisan yeah. things in the past. Yeah, you know, and it's just refreshing to hear something that's sane. Not sane. What's the word I'm looking for? Just uh, realistic. Yeah, and um, not necessarily something that was the party line. He wasn't towing the party line mm-hmm. in that case. It was an original opinion, which you don't get from Lindsey Graham very often. It seems at least the ones, yeah, the I opinions mean, that make the news that I hear about because yeah. I don't live in South Carolina. Are not the original opinions. Yeah, the, that's what you want from your yeah. from your government employees. Yeah, I mean, there's a party line they tow. That's why they're on the party. But if it gets to a point where uh, where it you know, there's a major there's there's something that feels wrong about it, then you you break with the party line because you are supposed to be representing the people, and, and you're there to evaluate these type of things. Right. And it, it seems like Obama would sign this bill with mm-hmm. the kind of things he said recently with Probably, making yeah. fighting terrorism his number one priority after Belgium and the stuff he said at South by Southwest about how, I don't, I don't remember what the quote was exactly, but along the lines of, you know, the data on your phone isn't above Yeah, them. I don't think Obama is, is the president that cryptographers want. Yeah. Uh, so... You, you have, I've said my opinion on, on how this, on, on my mm-hmm. opinion on, on privacy and right. stuff uh, enough times so it doesn't, I don't need to repeat it, but. Um, I don't think it's dead yet. I don't, it, it's not dead yet, but I think it's, it, it's going to be dead. And uh, I, I don't, I don't necessarily mind uh, if it was passed, but I, I see all, there are a lot of problems that I can see with it. Yeah, I mean, if it's something as sweeping as if you're going, if you're a company and making an encryption product that you have to be able to decrypt anything with a subpoena comes your way. Yeah, that's that's then, too powerful. Well, I, it's I would... because, like, like John Oliver said, mm-hmm. you know, we can or no, it wasn't it was Matthew Green? Um, wasn't it wasn't in the last week tonight? It was on another, this other thing I was listening to. But Matthew Green, he's a cryptographer at MIT, right? One of the leaders in in the field, um, really well known. And um, he's like, we can barely do cryptography right yeah. most of the time. See, the, the, <laughs> How the, can we do backdoors right? The thing know? I would say is if, if something like that goes through, what I would want is there to be a very robust and powerful uh, – because what they're, what they're asking for is very robust and powerful. So what I would want is, is a very robust and powerful organization that watches that uh, under, you know, that, that because – like the the Patriot Act was very was very robust and, and open ended, and the stuff that was there to to there wasn't a lot of stuff put in place to make sure that that stuff doesn't get abused, right? You need to have like internal affairs of that sort of thing to make sure. Well, it's not it's not so much the abuse that's going to be the problem if this bill is enacted. It's the every company protecting their trove of keys to encrypt all their customers' communications. Mm-hmm. I mean, they're going to have to have this secure Fort Knox thing, and attackers are going to be trying to fish it all day, every day. Right, yeah, that and, that will certainly happen. And but... it will get compromised. I mean, companies can't keep secrets. So that's, to me, going to be the real problem. If they mandate where companies have to be able to decrypt customers' communications. That, I don't see that flying through the Supreme Court, so I don't see that being... Who knows, though? Who knows? 
but uh, I hope not. I mean, I just think it's a nightmare situation. Yeah. Um, Lindsey Graham gets it now. Hopefully, more of the lawmakers get it that you can't do this and keep the secret. The right. secret will never be kept long enough to make it secure. And not only that, but if you make this, then someone will come up with a way to to, to encrypt or you know to keep to, to lock things that you haven't thought of. There's, well, there's that. I mean, one of the points that I, if everyone appreciates, I think we kind of seal it. You know, the kind of encryption we use now is math based on prime numbers. Mm-hmm. It's nothing novel. Anyone with a basic understanding of the technique can write their own software that does it. So, it's knowledge. Right, it's it's not something you can take back and hide mm-hmm. away, or and um, prohibit export and yeah. things like Pandora's that. Pandora's box has been opened. Yeah, it's knowledge, and the knowledge is out there. Like they said in John Oliver's saying, you know, there's 500, you know, common encryption applications, and over 300 of them are made outside the United States. Yeah. Like mail grub, and. Uh, <laughs> What was the other one? Ticky ticky talk talk. Yeah, it would be nice though if there was some somebody came up with a good way to to break prime factor because the, the thing the reason why I, I say it's good if someone came up with with a way to break that is because we're seeing the rise of this malware that encrypts people's ransomware. Yeah, yeah, ransomware, and that's just shitty, shitty shit, shit. It is. It's it's. Like the eternal earthbound pets, it's yeah. kind of a novel idea that I'm surprised did no one really mm-hmm. came up with sooner. Um, yeah, using the same encryption, the unbreakable public knowledge encryption, to hold someone's data ransom. Yeah, without having to, without even having to exfiltrate it. Mm-hmm. You know, just encrypt it on the box and give me a bitcoin. <laughs> no, it's it's um, it's it's a definitely a new era of of attacks. Yeah. And um, and if those get widespread, then there's going to have to be some. No, they are widespread. You should see how many I'm getting in our email blocks every day. Really, like, like 700 today. <sighs> Something has to be done about it. All right, so let's see what else do we have. You you sent a picture today of the Zen of the Zimil- of the Himalayan rock. Oh, so. that was that was the uh, on Easter I sent that, but um. We go up to um, Heather's sister's house mm-hmm. on Easter, and I'm not the neatest person in the world, but like we come to their house for a holiday, and like there's no room at the kitchen table, there's no room on the countertops, like every, like every square inch has clutter on mm-hmm. it. And on their island, you see there's a, there's a Himalayan rock salt lamp, you know, amidst the clutter. <laughs> like you <can't... laughs> it's a Jesus lamp. Right? It's a Jesus. Yeah, I think there's an angel or something mm-hmm. on it, yeah. Jesus here. rock salt lamp. I shot a little panorama for you here to uh, kind of enhance the. Uh... Oh, it's okay. We have to stop the show. Yeah. Um, well, well, speaking of computer things, then we should talk about Tay. Yes. The... I got, actually got thing. I want to talk about the. Uh, what, um, what's his name? Weeble or whatever guy. Who, did you see that? One of the hackers. Uh, what's his name? It's um. He found all the Jet Direct printers that were on the internet, and printed like Nazi propaganda to them. What? <laughs> it was um. 
Wow. Yeah, it wasn't so tasteful in you know what he decided to print, but basically, he found twenty thousand printers on public IPs with port ninety one hundred open, the JetDirect port, and he just just printed to him. Yeah. <laughs> oh, where to go? His name is. Yeah, can we say we have privacy when shit like that is all over yeah. the place? Uh, we've. We so you might, might recognize the name, but yeah, I mean, all he did was go to you know he, he went. There's actually a search engine for this. Go to Shodan.io. It's um, oh, I've heard of Shodan. Yeah. Okay, yeah, Shodan.io. It basically indexes devices, mm-hmm. so you can go in there and say port ninety one hundred. It'll give you a list of everything that's on the internet where there should be nothing on the internet listening on port ninety one hundred, but there's twenty thousand printers, and he printed this like Nazi propaganda. <laughs> flyer to him to kind of make a point and um so we were in our chat our geek stuff chat at work and i i put in shodan you know because we're talking about this and i didn't think most people knew about it and one of my co-workers found that um the object store one of the object stores that we work with at that company um it's indexed in there one of the on a public ip wide open (laughs) (laughs) so uh yeah shodan.io you can search for all the hue light bulbs that are on the internet. Yeah, that, that's everything. the thing about the Internet of Things, right? I mean, it's not protected at all. The Internet of shitty things. Yeah, none of this stuff was supposed to get on public IP addresses mm-hmm. or have ports forwarded. And yeah, there's twenty thousand printers sitting on the internet. Uh, you know what we've said was, um, it's a big internet. I don't have to discover the printers are vulnerable. I knew there were going to be a whole lot of them on the internet. He added, "It's like an obvious fact." Of any device, if you search for it somewhere on the internet, you're going to find it. Yeah, and then Rule he, 34. And they went on to say, I was surprised I didn't find more printers. All right. Yeah, so with that, we can talk about Tay now. Yeah, so Tay was, for those of you who are not familiar with this story, uh, Microsoft debuted their uh, uh, um, a machine learning AI as a, as a Twitter thing to say, hey have conversations with, with with this thing and immediately uh it was assaulted by uh 4chan people <laughs> and turned into a, a a nazi hate machine yeah they were feeding it so much just despicable stuff that yeah. it thought that was normal its algorithm said mm-hmm. hey this must be normal and <laughs> so you know i, I tweeted uh at greg the other day i was like you know, because we were arguing about how far away AI is, right? You know, yep. five years, a hundred years. I'm like, well, AI is five years away. AI that's troll-proof is 105 <laughs> years away. Well, it's based on, on my tweet, right? My tweet was, um, where was it? Uh, Tay tweets proves that the problem with AI wasn't, the problem wasn't with AI taking over. It was AI, it was AI being a huge racist asshole. <laughs> <laughs> that's a good one. I mean, the the, the point is, these are... AI has to be a learning machine that learns how to operate socially because our entire uh, our civilization works socially. So until that stops being the case, or until we have something that it does, that isn't interface socially that is completely separate from our social interfaces, which we don't have, um, AI is going to have to be a social AI. It's going to have to learn all these things, and that means you have to teach it like you like you would a child, and even if it's a very fast child that still takes time and 
even very smart children don't mature ultimately until much later. So, uh, and then when they get to be adults, they have their own idiosyncrasies and 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 things they like and things they don't like. And if, if you're gonna if you're gonna make an AI like that, uh, it's not gonna be a super perfect AI. Right. So I saw one tweet that's at Microsoft like, "Why didn't you leave, let leave Tay up and let her deal with the ramifications of her being a racist <laughs> asshole?" <laughs> Well, it, it's it's good data, right? It's <laughs> it's good data to say this is something that can and will happen. People will take advantage of of things like this. So, yeah, uh, it's this runs back into the problem of people considering the internet a safe space, like opening port ninety one hundred just mm-hmm. because. Uh, no, bad idea. Yeah, uh, internet is is is. A cesspool that you you know you you stick to your well traveled roads. Maybe that's why Google's selling Boston Dynamics because those guys are assholes to the robots. Okay, <laughs> <laughs> kicking them over all the time. Well, I I think that you know when I see that I see those videos of those guys kicking the robots and yeah, there's a obviously it looks like you're being mean, but what I do see though is the robots reacting in, in a yeah, yeah. way that. As if somebody were to be pushed like that, and so it's mm-hmm. it's it's really cool to see that happen. Yeah, but you know the reason it has millions of views on YouTube is because it's a guy being yeah, asked yeah, yeah. a robot, right? Because... But yeah, I mean it's all well. That's half of the views. The other half of the view is, oh my god, it looks like a dog getting mm-hmm. pushed or a deer getting pushed or you know the, the Atlas, the you know doesn't quite stumble the way a human would, but a little bit. But like the dogs on like the the one dog one on ice. You know, its legs are like Bambi. It looked like Bambi on ice, right? Yeah. And it was really cool. It's, and that's not a super intelligence AI. That's a bunch of little things, just like us. That's not our brain that that helps us. That's our spinal cord and all this other mm-hmm. stuff inside of us that you know doesn't at all hit our intelligence when we're when we're slipping. Our our, our intelligence doesn't play a role in that. It plays a role in the after effects. Mm-hmm. Yep. Let's see. Uh, Batman versus Superman. Super? Every So it's, got, it's running at 30% on... on th- 29%, sorry, on Rotten Tomatoes. Uh, it made something like $400 million over the weekend. So it, it's... The, the bad reviews aren't hurting it. It looks like exactly what I expected, a, a shitty movie. Um, or... I haven't seen it, uh, so it looks like a, a Zack Schneider movie, which to me is a shitty movie. Uh, ponderous, slow, pointless slow motion shots throughout. Uh, uh, not clear storytelling, and uh, in some cases, pretty lazy storytelling, uh, and then just very bombastic action scenes. Which apparently is enough to to get people to to go see a two and a half hour movie where Batman v Superman happens for eight minutes, two hours in. Really? That's yeah, it. yeah. It should be like seventy minutes of just knock down the entire. Well, globe. I, I mean, I'm fine with it taking some time for you know because they have to plan stuff and and set up why Batman and Superman are fighting, but. Uh, 
you know, then you get to the point, you know, you, you push, you move your story along, you don't have to be slow as balls, uh, and then you get to the point, like, you know, an hour in, Batman should be fighting, you should have Batman v Superman. Uh, and... Is there a winner? No. <laughs> of course not. No, of course not, because, because they have to... Uh, because they ultimately have to band together for the fighter for the greater good, right? Yeah, only eight minutes of actual fighting—that's insane. That—that's what I heard okay. or what I read. It's not—I haven't seen it to time it, but that sounds you know sounds about right. Um, I, I heard the reason for why they stop fighting, and it is one of the laziest. <laughs> things i've ever heard um was there a kitten no i won't reveal it in case people are well i'll reveal it because fuck because if you if you care about spoilers for this stupid movie fuck you <laughs> they so they're fighting and actually batman as kryptonite he's he's, he's winning uh, he's about to kill clark or superman or whatever and uh i guess lex Luthor kind of has made this all happen mm-hmm. and in order to get this to happen, he kidnapped Martha Kent. Uh, and Superman says, you have to save Martha. He has Martha. And Batman goes, what? Because his mother is also named Martha. Hmm. And that's what why he stops fighting. Because their mothers were named Martha. That is lazy. <laughs> He feels akin to him, huh? Because their mothers have the same name. Mm-hmm. Okay. He feels like this, this Superman thing can dest- he can destroy the world, but it's okay because they both have this. Their mothers both have the same name, so so okay. Yeah, fucking lazy. <laughs> yeah, I'd say so. <laughs> I don't have anything to say about that. It sounds so stupid. Uh, okay, some other tweets that I had. Explains his tweets. Um, I was talking to some people about how sugar is... Basically, refined white sugar is a drug. I mean, it's a stimulant. Mm-hmm. It's a, you know like caffeine or something like that. It, it, it's, it's a pretty powerful stimulant. Um... And I had this conjecture. Because amphetamines can help people with ADHD with their focus. Uh, so the conjecture is that sugar may help ADHD children calm down and focus in a similar way. So when, when you hear the stuff, like the the um, studies of, of sugar, they, they find that it doesn't actually make kids hyper. Right. Uh, but maybe that's because for some of the kids, it's calming them down. I did tell you the study where... Um parents who thinks their kids have had sugar report mm-hmm. their kids as being hyperactive right and kids who have so <laughs> parents who have kids who aren't generally hyper and they see their kids get a burst of energy and they get hyper that kind of makes sense sugar gives a burst of kids who parents who have kids that are hyper and they see them get sugar and they're not hyper that could sway the the stats a little bit because they will see their kid not being hyper uh and maybe that's because sugar works like yeah, it could be. Easy. 
It was, no, it's, it's, it's a pure conjecture. I, I love, you know, like the one I just talked about. I love that someone said, hey, let's let's actually do a study mm-hmm. on the parents' impression mm-hmm. and not necessarily on if the kids got sugar or not. Yeah. And it proves that if parents think their kids had sugar, they report them as being hyper. Basically a placebo effect. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm. Uh, yeah. Let's see. This was a tweet that happened after the big terrorist attacks. Uh, when there are terrorist attacks, they want all the Muslims gone. When there are mass shootings, they want everyone to get more guns. Yeah, I saw that one. I was proud of that one. Because, <laughs> yeah, that there's a there's clearly some like disconnect there in that thinking. Well, you could you could use the same argument, you know, surround yourself with Muslims and you won't get blown up. <laughs> Get a whole bunch of Muslims. But see, the problem is surround yourself your gut with guns and you're more likely to be shot. Right? <laughs> uh, I want to live in a world made for everybody, not, not one made just for me. That's me, though. Other people mm-hmm. may, may want to live in the world made just for them. But for me... I accept that thing that I'm not going to love everything that happens, but that's because I want a world that everybody can succeed in, not just me. So that's my political, my politics in a nutshell. Yes. I re-registered as a Dem- or Republican. Figured maybe I'll actually get to vote for something in the primary. Who are you going to vote for? I don't fucking know. <laughs> I haven't decided if it's a uh, every, anyone but Trump. Uh, you know, if Kasich is still running, I'll vote for him. I mean, I think he's he's the reasonable one, but I don't know. I just I haven't been able to vote in the primary in you know yeah a bunch of years. You know, probably seven or eight years because I've been registered Libertarian. So I just had to pick a major party. I figured why not pick the Republican side? Who... Well, at least you're not <laughs> a Libertarian anymore. <laughs> Let's see. I could have registered for like some nonsense party. Maybe I I'm will. just an independent. Because uh, I, I don't really care about the primary. Um, it, it, it'll happen when it'll happen, you know. But yeah, you know, I care about the main one. Uh, if I cared about who who won the primary in either one, because I'm not going to vote for any of the Republicans, and I will be voting for the Democrat, so doesn't really matter to me which which one it is. Mm-hmm. Uh, if I cared, I would change. You know, I, I would register. It's really easy. I don't know if you. I mean, oh yeah, you'd go online. You'd go online, fill yeah. out a form, gets yeah. emailed to the county. You get an email back from your county the next day saying, "Thumbs up." Mm-hmm. On the Zack Schneider again. At least the Matrix made the slowdown effect a narrative conceit. With him, it's just a show off. <laughs> Some people were sending this stuff of food, and I saw this picture of this this burger, and I tweeted that that's if Donald Trump were food. Because <laughs> it's like it, eight patties slithered in cheese. It's, it's got this like air of decadence somehow, but it's also just it's also slop. Mm-hmm. So <laughs> it's slop that, that you're weirdly attracted to in some way because <laughs> it, it it looks like it has some sort well, of decadence. You know, I'm not a fan of Five Guys, right? Yeah. So like whenever. I think of Five Guys. I see that mm-hmm. burger, you know. I've mm-hmm. never seen that picture before, but that's the burger I picture when I think yeah. of Five Guys. Yeah, yeah, it's sloppy, but it. Uh... But there, there's something about it. It's like 
A bite of that might kind of be interesting. <laughs> you, you can't bite it, though. It no. things like seven yeah. inches tall. Yeah. Uh, there is no grand design. Design always ultimately fails. There's just effects. Doesn't mean there aren't designs, but that design fails in edge cases and always will ultimately fall apart. So there's no grand design. Just yeah. shit that happens. And this was about... Well, this is more about um, when things are, are weird and you're not quite sure how to understand the world and then kind of what we're going through right now. We're going through a phase transition. It's a shock. Some things will be different and some, some things similar. And this is like ice going to to water. It's a phase transition. Um, but things are ultimately going to be more or less the same. There's going to be some things different. but uh, And there is sort of a shock at a point, but um, it's not going to be the end of the world. That's all I had for my tweets, really. All right. Let's drink some beer. It is a weeknight. All right. And thanks for listening to the pre-show. <laughs>